Welcome to the Freedom Now podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Fair, and I truly believe you can have freedom now, no matter what chaos is in your life. I've journeyed through chronic illness, through the death of my brother, through starting up my own business, as well as being a wife and a mother of four. And so I know a lot about chaos and crazy, (laughs) but I also have learned a lot about freedom and I'm excited to share it with you because I truly believe this place can be a weekly oasis of hope, encouragement, and laughter for you where you're going to glean powerful and practical tips and tools as you listen to my story and the story of others. Thanks so much for joining and enjoy this episode. Our podcast is sponsored by Yaya Marketing, whose passion is to create, market, and distribute content that matters. Yaya Marketing supports Christian ministries with ideas, content, and strategic advice, along with social media marketing of all sorts. Visit their website today at www.yayamarketing.ca. Hi, everybody. Welcome. I am here today with another beautiful soul, Allison Clausen, and she's a good friend of mine, and we've been journeying together for a while now, I guess. Um, And she also has her Bachelor's of Arts in Sociology and Psychology, and she is here to process with us what freedom with chronic illness looks like and could look like. Um, But before we get to the freedom part, we have to talk about the super non-fun parts. So, <laughs> Allison, could you share with us a bit about um, your journey with chronic illness and when it began? Um, yeah, so I've struggled with chronic illness for, I guess, most of my life now. Um, started when I was about 13, and then I think more recently in my adult life, I think I've come to understand, I guess, some of the mental um, concerns that came about you know, starting with chronic pain and kind of understood how that works and how to cope with it. So, and that's kind of what became my area of interest and passion. So, yeah. Yeah. I love how, I mean, it's incredible that you would take something that you daily survive and work through and be like, okay, I'm going to look into that and dig into that and learn more about it so I can help others. Exactly. Yeah. So what brought you to that place? Because obviously you didn't wake up with chronic pain at 13 and think, I'm going to use this to serve other people. So <laughs> that's a bit about that journey. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so it definitely, you know, takes a lot of t- years of kind of acceptance and years of God kind of shaping your interests and, and your passions um, to want to help other people. And I think chronic pain is... Um, or- or at least for me, it's a huge identity issue because um, it takes away parts of yourself in the way that you had functioned before. And so you have to find uh, new ways to look at yourself um, because you you don't look the same. You don't do things the same. And so, yeah, different stages of my life have kind of allowed me to see myself in different lights and see um, different capacities that I have. And it's all through the light of chronic pain I don't know if I would have seen them in the same way without that pain so yeah it's it's a it's a long process and I think it's it's never ending too of course and um and I'm not so much fixated on a cure for myself or others actually it's more so um 
finding meaning um, through the pain. Wow. That's powerful, right? When you can get to the place where let to let go of that expectation or desire for, I mean, obviously you still would like to be healed, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's not your main focus. Then you can use that energy productively somewhere else. So good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How it affects your identity. I, that spoke to me because I know um, when I was, had chronic fatigue, um, different people would be like, yeah, well, you just like, this isn't even who you are. And I would always make me super angry <laughs> because I would mm-hmm. always be like, actually, this is where I am right now. And therefore accept this part of me because I can't, I can't not have fatigue. So have you bumped into that yes. at all in your life where people kind of thought you were supposed to be a certain way or they, they, they threw their grief on you or anything like that? Does that resonate with you at yeah. all? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I find I always found it was more powerful when people said that it was a part of me and that could kind of lead me to um, more acceptance. But then, you know, as I kind of grappled with that, I could, you know, once you have that place of acceptance, you can kind of um, externalize too, in a way and know that like um, this issue isn't just something that I struggle with. Um, It's, uh, something that other people struggle with and it's in the fact that there isn't a diagnosis for everyone and it's in the fact that we have a complex mental health system it's you know it's not it doesn't end you know inside of me even though it is a part of me um, there's other factors that complicate my experience and so it's not you know solely on me to heal myself or help myself definitely, definitely. yeah hmm, good so do you like recall a choice point in your journey where you were like, okay, so I need to just accept this as part of my identity or can you explain that at all to us? Or did you just wake up one morning and be like, oh, yeah. This thing? <laughs> um, yeah, well, I think um, throughout high school when I was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do in my life and decided to go to university, I think that was a big turning point for me because I could see that, you know, I wasn't the only one that struggled with these issues. And because I had to make all of these changes at a young age, they had such huge value to me as far as like dealing with stress in school and helping other people with um, other issues that they had. And then just knowing that I could have meaningful relationships um, with an honesty of where I was at as far as pain and you know, relationships that kind of just, yeah, we're completely honest about um, what each other were going through. I think that was really empowering and freeing for me to see because I think growing up, I felt like people, um, yeah, just had to be my friend because they, they were my friend and they were, you know, supporting me because of what I was going through. Whereas these relationships really started in that place of this is who I am, take me or leave me. And uh, that was a, a big uh, breakthrough for me. Wow. And was that in high school yeah. or when you were in um, university? Yeah, definitely when I moved to university is when, yeah, a lot of things shifted for me as far as um, relationships and knowing that I could find energy and, and uh, yeah, power in helping others and forming new relationships and that I didn't need to be in so many like, uh, dependent relationships like I felt like I was always the one draining others Mm. um and I wanted I always wanted to switch roles but of course 
um, when I went to university, I could actually transition into that. So uh, yeah, so true. And I mean, university is a new, yeah, like you said, like a fresh start in so many ways. And I think sometimes when people, like you said, are journeying with you, then then there can be that sense of like, okay, you can't do that. I know I've experienced that. People are like, oh no, you better not do that. You better not do that. And it's like, can you not? Because I am already monitoring this very closely. <laughs> so <laughs> what I can do. So, yes, exactly. And yeah. If to acknowledge that you gain power and even like energy from mm-hmm. being able to help other people, that is like obviously an awesome strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, recently I've heard um, your breaking point is your breakthrough point. What do you think about that statement? And would that, would you say that that was accurate in your life or not really? Um, yeah, I think um, for me, my breaking points always came when, you know, I didn't get the answers that I wanted or yeah, I didn't get diagnosis or if I did get a diagnosis, there was no cure for that. There was always um, more work to be done. Um, so yeah, those were always my breaking points. But I think, um, yeah, once I could process that, it was, yeah, there is so much power in a lifestyle, a lifestyle change, even though that's not what you want to hear at all. At the beginning of your journey. Um, Yeah, you want answers and easy fixes. And yeah, like I said earlier, kind of, after a long time, kind of came to the terms that, um, there wasn't going to be a cure and what I experienced um, as a child is going to affect my mental health and my mental state for the rest of my adulthood. But, you know, that was, um, that was okay. Cause it kind of connected me to my purpose and my power and what I wanted to do with my life. So, mm. yeah. So it was, I guess, a breakthrough in a sense, even though it, it doesn't, come at the exact same time as a breaking point it's yeah That's it takes crazy. some time there is a, it's not like oh breakthrough breaking point let's go <laughs> no there's a this the valley yes. of figuring out exactly yeah wow I, I never thought of it that way but yeah as you can um accept even that there isn't a cure for your condition that there is that sense of like okay but i know what my purpose is therefore you can mm-hmm. continue I know in my own story, my I would cycle <laughs> and be like, okay, I'm just going to live and whatever. We'll just roll with the punches. And then eventually mm-hmm. I'd be like, I don't even care. Just take me back in. Maybe someone will know something now. And I would yeah. ride, the, ride the Ferris wheel. But I think that's probably part of grief and part of the journey of getting to your, your breakthrough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. have you discovered any strategies that have... Um, helped you in your journey and if so could you share some with us that help you cope with the pain in the everyday yeah definitely um so I think one of the biggest ones starting out is like connecting with support groups and stuff because I was fortunate enough to um go to like a pain 101 course and meet like other teens my age who are struggling with that and so I think um um, there is more and more groups for, you know, specific to what um, issues you're struggling with. Um, I think um, tapping into your interests and passions. So for me, it's um, writing and reading and being creative. All those things are really helpful to help um, me cope and find meaning um, in what I'm going through. And yeah, um, asking for help 
um, relying on other people and knowing that that's okay and taking my medication on time, which I'm very bad at. My <laughs> husband is trying to like give me positive reinforcements. Like, like I can have a snack, but I remember to take my medication cause I'm just really so bad at remembering to take it and sometimes tell myself I don't need to take it, but it's not true. <laughs> so it's a lie. <laughs> And yeah, it's important for me to take it. So. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Yeah, it's nice once you've once that um, toolbox is get, you start having tools to put in it, then it's a different. It's a game changer, right? Because mm-hmm. when you get into that slump, then it's like, okay, wait a minute. What are my things that work or kind of work or kind of help a little bit? And then the person can go back to, oh yeah, I haven't actually done any art lately or whatever, and take a step mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It still just blows my mm-hmm. mind that you have journeyed with this since you were 13 and now you're in your 20s, right? I so know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's amazing. It's just incredible, though, like to see, I don't know, just a transformation in you because obviously we've journeyed for a while together and I'm just, mm-hmm. ah, you're just so inspirational. And you guys need to he- read um, her poetry because seriously, it's like, wow. She <laughs> posted on Instagram your, your Rise poem today. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to make poetry more, I guess, accessible and practical. Like, obviously, I'll still post my, you know, deep um, whatever poems I've been writing. But, um, yeah, I want to make it um, practical in a sense. I felt very much like you and all your scheduling tools and helping people plan their days. And, yeah, seeing it as um, a guide and not necessarily another to-do list or a scheduling tool. It's just a way to like anchor myself in what I need from my day. So I love that. I will definitely yeah. be like, Hey, can you help me with this module <laughs> on self-care? Because seriously, I think that yeah. is, I know as a person who struggles with chronic illness and even just a person period, there is mm-hmm. such a disconnect between what I want to do and what I can do. And when everybody has limits, right? So if we can yeah, exactly. have more, instead of more of less of a to-do list and more of a rise up list, that's like, Hey, have you, have you done these things? These are, these are going to help yeah. you want to go. Then it's like, Oh, that's actually inviting versus the make it happen. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. I don't even use check marks any um, anymore. Cause I know that yeah, that can sometimes be hard, you know, knowing if I didn't get to check it off at the end of the day. But with this, I know I can write at least one thing for each letter and it will, even if it's really small, like for the eating one is to feed myself with taking my medication or, you know, eating supper, you know, something as simple as that, that we take for granted. So can you, do you mind just going through it with us right now? Oh yeah, sure. So um, I picked uh, a word that's meaningful to me and then I made it into like an acrostic poem. So for the letter R, it's uh, regulate yourself or I guess you could also say routine. So something you need to do every day to make yourself feel okay. Um, And then I is I time, me time, something that you do just for you. It has no uh, relationship to something that you have to do for others or that you have to do to uh, for your responsibilities, whatever you have on your plate. And then S is for social. Um, even though we're in a time of social distancing, um, I guess the word that I prefer is connect. Um, so yeah, making sure that you do something to connect with others in your day. And then eating is yeah, making sure you eat, making sure you read, 
nourish your mind, body, soul in whatever practical way, you know, however that looks for you on any given day. So, yeah. I love that. And it, it, it is so, yeah, it just makes sense. It's so, it's simple. It sounds like, oh, it's so simple, but it's like, no, when, when you're, when you're suffering with brain fog or any kind of chronic illness, or even just tired, like <laughs> me this morning, it's like, yeah. what actually matters? And it just kind of narrows it down to like, you know what, these are things that matter. Just mm-hmm. do get peace. So yeah, cool. exactly. Well, I'm glad you like it. I so do. Nice to hear from you. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really resonated with me. Um, well, there was oh, it's just why was this? Um, what was the S one? Oh, when you're talking about um socializing or connecting, um, mm-hmm. I remember when my body would shut down, and mm. on a day when I would like wake up and be like, I think I have energy today, and then I'd get out of bed and be like dang it <laughs> like I don't and so I'd go to bed back right. to bed for hours and I'd end up having only these dumb little frustrating 15 minute increments but when mm-hmm. I would accept that then I could I remember like writing our compassion kiddo and just being mm-hmm. like oh that oh I like like it was that power and energy and joy of being able to love on someone else and kind of forget where I was at in that moment and it, there was it was so empowering and it was just mm. one of those tools that I put in my toolbox. Like, actually, even on your worst day, you can still do something for someone else. And mm-hmm. it will bless you too. So Yeah. And it's been weird to see there's almost more like grace in what you consider social because we're social distancing. So mm-hmm. before I would think that like sending uh, a Snapchat or something seemed like really superficial or shallow. Now it just means like, the absolute world to me if I can send you know one small piece of my day to someone and um for them to respond um yeah it's just there's less judgment right now I feel like with mm-hmm. that so it's cool to see us collectively going through that transition yeah and that's the unique mm-hmm. purpose of season two hey is that everybody has to <laughs> deal with it at the same time it's like okay hmm. yes We're right together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Wow. Yeah. So do yeah. you, I didn't have this question down. So if you don't have an answer, that's fine. But you, okay. um, <laughs> so as you've been journeying, obviously, like, as, like you said, you're continuing to grow and, and, and in acceptance and um, helping others. And can you, can you tell me if you have experienced what types of freedom have come to you in this process? Mm. Feel like? Yeah. Um, well, I think, the example I was going to use is um, because I was forced into slowing down and stillness and quiet at a young age. I think as we go into this new season, it's um, not comfortable, but it's familiar. And so because it's familiar, I, I feel like I'm just at a different stage of being able to process it. And yeah, I'm I'm like ready to, um, help people at this stage because I've yeah been through it before and I know there is you know so much beauty that you can find in the simple things and in slowing down but um now I just have to work through the guilt (laughs) associated associated with that because it's like oh you have your degree now you have this going on you need to be doing more all the time and you know even though you lost your job you need to find another job and you know um be more on top of things but yeah when I do um yeah I realize that I'm in a different place because what I've been through it's it's very freeing yeah 
Yeah. And I can see that in you, even in your posts and even your TikToks that you're doing, um, <laughs> they, they show freedom and you can see that, yeah. that other, other people are grappling with how do I cope during this time? And yeah, if you've yeah. been already forced into stillness or slowed downness at seasons of your life, for sure, then it's like, yeah, I kind of know how to roll this. So that's, yeah, it's really weird. I've like been more in touch with my like silly side and humorous side and yeah, it's, it's been freeing. Like you say, it's the perfect yeah. word to use. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's always a, it's always a gift when you recognize that you have learned something in the process, right? Cause it's not an easy journey by any stretch and mm-hmm. to actually be able to say, Hey, I think there's like a diamond sitting down there for me to pick up. That's all. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that people are ripe in this season for encouragement and for blessing and the things that you're so great at offering. Um, it's like, Oh man, yeah, you want Allison as your friend. I'm telling you now she's, Oh, thanks. If you um, had, I was right. What would you like to say to someone who's waiting for diagnosis? Ooh, yeah, <laughs> that's a tricky one. Um, I, so I did a lot of um, research in school about self-diagnosis um, and how, because there's so much pressure to put labels on what we're experiencing especially for I guess I'm speaking more about mental illness rather than physical illness um just to know that sometimes these labels um change throughout history and they're sometimes very random and arbitrary and they change based on what's going on in research so just to know that you know a label isn't going to tell you it's okay to struggle that right a label can clarify some symptoms for you but it's um it's a category. It's, it's a way for medical professions to kind of categorize and understand things. It's not um, going to reflect exactly what you're feeling. And so, and even when you do get that diagnosis, sometimes there's like a whole nother wave of grief because um, there's no treatment or cure attached to that. Right. So yeah, I have very complicated feelings about it because I think for some people it can give them a lot of clarity, but um, I'm not the type of person that needs to know exactly biologically what's going on in my body I want to learn how to cope and find find freedom beyond that so that's kind of my take on it but I know it's so different with uh, a physical illness versus mental illness or one that's a little bit of both so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so it's not like it's wrong to want to know what they would how they would categorize you but there is just to be able to recognize that it's not going to solve your everyday right like that there is that need for learning the coping part of, mm-hmm. of learning with a thing yeah. yeah yeah it's just kind of the way our society is set up that everyone has to have some sort of label or some way for us to understand them um but that can't be done you can't be understood like you're very <laughs> unique and even if you do have that diagnosis especially with yeah mental illness you you want to be a person beyond that you don't want to be defined by that label so definitely mm-hmm. and I know well and I think it's also that um I know for like I never looked well <laughs> right after I'd had a fatigue attack I looked like I had a stroke so that's when I would look sick but mm-hmm. in the rest of life people wouldn't if I was having a good day and I actually go to the grocery store they didn't know that I was clutching onto my shopping cart for dear life because I knew my energy was dropping out of the bottom and I was like no I will not pass out I will get it done so people couldn't see that in me mm-hmm. so I think that sometimes because there's such a 
so it's so up and down or it can be that there's mm -hmm. a comfort. Like I know I really wrestled with like, maybe I'm just crazy and I'm like just bringing this yeah. on myself versus that if I've had a diagnosis, then at least I could say this is what I have. And so exactly. yeah. I think that that's a, maybe part of what drives us to want to have a label to, so that we can be a part of a group as, as opposed to the doctor who'd call me the mystery lady. I'm like, well, is, is there like a mystery group or people who the doctor says fine, but they can't walk sometimes like it's yeah. hard. <laughs> Where's that Facebook group? But <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the one thing I heard was that labels like legitimize, legitimize our suffering to others. So it's like, this is legit. This is real. This is, you know, something that I'm going through. Whereas when you're in that stage of having no diagnosis, I think you even start to doubt yourself. <laughs> so yeah. It's, yeah that's hmm. I remember when I, I actually ended up having to go to Mexico before I was I, like the, that in Mexico, a doctor diagnosed me with chronic fatigue mm -hmm. syndrome. And I just cried because it was just like, it was just a piece of the puzzle that wasn't there. And it's not like he was like, and now we can fix you because he couldn't, but he could help me, but mm -hmm. he couldn't. Fix me. And um, it was just that validation that, okay, so for this last, and I wasn't till probably year 12 ish that that happened, but it was just like, Oh, okay. And he's like, of course you got depressed. He's like, you're in the prime of life and you can't do what you want to do. That would depress anyone. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. But it was very, yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very complicated for sure. Oh yeah, and everybody's story is different, right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, there's so many different layers and levels of things happening within yourself, and then with the people that you live with, and all that too. Mm -hmm. um, do you have anything you'd like to say for those who are weary from the daily battle of of chronic illness? Hmm. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, it sounds really cliche, but I think it it does get better as you journey through it. Um, not that you necessarily get used to living in pain or get used to having your body fail you, but um, I think God can give you gifts to shift your focus, or at least that's what kind of happened for me. If I could kind of look beyond what was happening in my body, and that was almost like in itself its own healing, right? It may not be a cure, but it, like being able to look beyond what my physical body is telling me or feeling is has been healing for me so yeah and like I said I don't um I can't constantly be looking for a cure and so um yeah if anything I'm trying to like get myself off of medication one day and um yeah so I think it does get better once we're able to receive that gift of being able to shift our focus so Mm, which totally leads yeah. into the next question of what are gifts that you've received during the season of life. And so one of the gifts mm -hmm. is your, the ability to shift your focus and anything yeah. that you in mind as a gift. Yeah. I think, um, like I said earlier with being comfortable with stillness and um, waiting and having, you know, an isolation period be in a sense rejuvenating and kind of comforting in that um, everyone's going through it, even though it's so different for everyone. Um, where our whole lives have been changed and kind of shifted without our consent. So um, yeah, that's been a gift for me, for sure. And yeah, I think just different um, 
Um, people that have come into my life and helped me have given me different, uh, I guess, strategies and ways to help others. And it always, for me, I think comes down to being able to listen and um, accepting people where they are. And I, I think I've learned to, or I've grown kind of my confidence in being able to challenge stigma, challenge things that um, make it harder for people, I guess, to, to live our uh, daily lives or, um, yeah, people that are stigmatized. I think that's a gift too, is to feel like I'm comfortable enough to not only share what I'm going through, but kind of challenge some of the um, stigma that people face. So, yeah. Huge. That's, yeah. So she's a warrior, people. That's what she's saying. It's true. Uh. <laughs> You do. I've in other conversations. You do like, yeah, that's how people view us, but it doesn't mean that. And it's like, oh yeah, thanks for verbalizing. <laughs> it totally validates and it empowers those that you work with. And I, I love that as you collect your strategies, you release them to others, right? And you use those connections you yeah. have to to help others work through what they're going through, whether it's chronic illness or mental illness, mental health or whatever. Yeah be loss of job or whatever that they're transferable to other areas and that's powerful too Mm -hmm. yeah awesome yeah i i'm out of questions but wow do you have anything else you'd like to say that you didn't get um i don't think so i feel like like we covered everything and good timing i know that interviews can kind of can just talk for hours and hours right you want like short um do you happen to remember that poem published i remember back in high school and do you know what like can people find that somewhere or have you had yes. other poems that have been published that we oh. or you can send the info uh, yeah maybe i'll send the info to you yeah it's kind of been like i had a blog or something in high school but then that kind of got lost so then i just started my own kind of page just now so we'll see where that takes me but yeah well i am sure that people listening are going to be like that lady with that page who did that poem i need to talk to her so love you for that info so i can make sure Mm -hmm. they can find you awesome awesome well thank you so much and i really appreciate you coming I trust this episode has encouraged and inspired you, and I hope it stirred a desire in you to connect with your everyday Savior and His everyday freedom even more. I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to connect with me on any of my social media platforms. You can find the details for those in the description of this episode. Feel free also to leave a review, and I will connect with you next week on the Freedom Now podcast, a place for you to find hope, laughter and encouragement as you grow in freedom in every area of life.